All right. Man, let me see your hands again if you guys have been here for like more than two or three years. Let me see your hands. Yeah, this is so cool. How many of you, again, are newbies? Like this is, you are not yet a dirt head, but you're working on it, right? So yeah, this is amazing. Uh, again, can you imagine an aerial shot of this? It's like, what are those guys doing out there in the desert, right? Just sitting there and we're going, we're going to have some fun. That's why we're here. So I, I want to share a couple stories with you guys tonight and over the next couple uh, times that we have together in sessions. But uh, my son Duncan is on his way up here right now, and I want you to say hi to him as he makes his way up. He's going, oh, am I supposed to be up there now? Yes, this would be a perfect time. Uh, because uh, one of the stories I'm going to tell is when Duncan was a little guy, and he's not a little guy anymore. Like, he's a big guy. So everybody say, hi, Duncan. So Duncan has a cough going on right now. So he said, Dad, tonight would be like a disaster. So uh, he'll kind of start hanging out with us tomorrow morning and sharing a little bit. But I wanted you to see this guy because the context for what we're going to talk about, as you've heard me talk before, is 18 summers. Would you guys say that with me? 18 summers. Ready? 18 summers. Yeah, because it goes so fast. And I remember when Duncan was like tiny, tiny, tiny guy. So Duncan, thank you for coming up. We'll see you tomorrow. Bro, I don't know where you're staying, but good luck. Like, get out of here. But uh, when, when, Duncan, when Duncan was a little guy and our daughter, uh, Jessie, uh, when she is just a little bit older, older daughter Jessie, uh, than Duncan was, it was Christmas uh, several years ago. And we had just gotten Jessie a brand new bike. Now she was used to the pedal bike, you know, the, the bike you, you pedal forward and then to stop you pedal backwards, right? You remember those bikes? Well, this was moving up to a bike with gears, which means you didn't pedal backwards to stop, but instead you used the handbrakes. So we go out, it's a beautiful, beautiful December day uh, in San Diego. We go down to Coronado Island. We love to bike ride around the island. And we're there on our bikes and, and Jessie's kind of on her bike and it's a little big, kind of a little mountain bike. And she's on her tippy toes like this. And, and, and young son Duncan, he's like in his little bike and you know, he's just like kind of ripping it up a little bit. And then in the back of our train, in the back of our train is mom, uh, my wife Netters. Some of you know her from Hume. We actually met at Hume Blake when we were on staff up there. Everybody go, oh. Yeah, thank you very much. So, so we're at Coronado, and we're, we're unloading the bikes, right? And we're getting ready for this cool ride. And I said, look, I, I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to take charge. I'm going to be out in front. And then uh, Young Dunk, second, Young, young Dunk, what did I say? Young Dunk, Son Duncan, that's the word, yeah. He is right behind me. And then uh, older daughter, Jessie, and then mom is in the back, right? So, so we're kind of doing our thing, and we're riding around. It's this beautiful day, Cornell. We're just going, man, this is so cool, and this has been like a great Christmas. And we're cruising along, along the Bay Area over by Tideland Park, and I start kind of just weaving back and forth, kind of doing a little bit of serpentine. And I, I look back, and, and Duncan's back there, and he's kind of doing that little serpentine thing. You know, and he's pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. He's going back and forth, you know. And his tires, for crying out loud, they're like this big, right? They're tiny. And he's just kind of, you know, getting after it. And then behind Duncan is older daughter Jessie on her brand-new mountain bike with the handbrakes. Well, all of a sudden, we're going back and forth and back and forth, and Duncan's front tire, just as he's making this little turn, all of a sudden it just kind of crosses over and he just plops. I mean, he's like on the sidewalk. He's just out. Now, here's the deal. He wasn't laying this way in the sidewalk. He's lying this way in the sidewalk. And who is right behind him? Older daughter 
Jessie on her brand new bike that no longer has pedal brakes. It has handbrakes. And she looks in front of her and her eyes were huge. And I'm kind of looking at this thing and I'm going, this is not going to end well. And young young son Duncan is laying across the sidewalk and older daughter Jessie, she is like just like freaking out. Her eyes are huge. And she does the thing she's used to doing. She starts to pedal backwards, trying to stop, and it's not working. And all of a sudden, it was like slow motion, one of those movies where Duncan's little body laying on the sidewalk and big sister Jessie coming down, pedaling backwards to no avail, trying to stop. And all of a sudden, her mountain bike goes up and over and up and over Duncan's body. And I'm looking at this, and his little body's like, woof, poof. And I'm just going, dang, that is a bad day to be the little brother. Now, who's watching all of this from behind? Netters, the mom. And I have never seen my wife be this athletic before in my life. She doesn't even slow down. And somehow she just catapults off of her bicycle and she starts doing this crazy like matrix move through the air towards the body of our son. And she just in one fell scoops up the body and looks at the face of her son. While older daughter Jessie is over here like, I just killed my brother. Like, 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 I, like I am now 10 years old and I've got a rap sheet that I've killed my brother. And she's over there just muttering to herself while Netters is looking into the face of little Dunk. And Duncan looks up at her and he's just like, Mom, that really hurts. And he's like, whoa. And so moms do what only moms can do, right? And just gives him a hug. And, and I'm over there at, dude, let's just rub some dirt in it. We're going to be fine, right? You're going to be, Duncan, give me a high five. Like, that was amazing, bro. You're the most amazing human speed bump like ever in history right there and look at your sister like she is so freaked out right now right and that is like our family our family is like every time Jason calls and he says hey D can you come and, and hang out and, and speak at dirt and I'm like are you sure dude like like our family is nuts like crazy like we have so many we're going to share some more stories we have so many crazy stories that you're kind of like Let's learn from the Higgins. Don't do these things, right? That's kind of why we're here. We're, we're like, like, don't do what we've done, right? But there's another family I want to I just talk about just for a few moments tonight. Uh, and some of you might know this if, uh, if, you've, if you've ripped into your Bible and you've opened up a Bible before. And it's found uh, in one of the Gospels, one of the stories about Jesus in, in, in Luke chapter 15. And it's a story that at the very beginning of the story, you got to understand what's going on. Like every time Jesus would go to talk to some people, like all of a sudden this, like, this crowd would form because people love to listen to Jesus. Jesus was amazing. Like he was saying things that would continually just blow the minds of everybody that was out in the audience. And there were times he had little small groups and there were times he had groups like this that were like huge. And he would just start to talk. And this one day, he's kind of getting ready to talk. And, and all of a sudden, this crowd forms. 
And you got to understand the people that were in the crowd were people that other people thought Jesus should not hang around with. They, they were like just normal people. And, and there were these, these really religious people that kind of looked at these normal people. And in fact, the way Luke writes this story, beginning in chapter 15, he says that, that Jesus loved to hang around with like notorious sinners. Like, how would you like to be in that category? Like, yeah, like that's a badge of honor. I'm a notorious sinner and I get to hang around with Jesus. And all these religious people were kind of looking at them going like, Jesus, do you know who these people are? Why are you hanging around with them? And I could just see Jesus shaking his head going, you think you know who I am, you religious people, but you really have no idea. And, and, and the reason we know that's the case is because, as Jesus would often do, he began to tell stories. And, and, and he told this one story, and it, and it ends up amazing. And then he tells another story, and it ends up amazing. And then he gets to the third story. This was a story about a crazy family. This was a story about a dad who had some dudes. And he said, let me tell you this third story. And he begins to describe this, this father and these, these two sons. And, and he said in the story, Jesus says that, that this one son, the younger son, it looks at his dad one day and he says, dad, I want out of here. I, I, I'm done with this. And the dad's probably thinking to himself, man, like we've had these amazing 18 summers together. And now you want out? And he says, dad, give me what is mine, my inheritance. And, and, and it's so crazy because the way Jesus tells the story is that the dad said yes. The dad said, okay, if that's the way you want to play it, okay. So Jesus says that this dad, he split his inheritance between the older son and the younger son. And a couple days later, the younger son packs his bags and he's out. He says, dad, I'm out of here. And he takes off. And he heads to this other land. And the way Luke records the story is Jesus is sharing. It says that this younger son, with all of his inheritance, blew it in a short amount of time. He's gone. All of that money. And there were so many parts of this story as Jesus is sharing it that the religious leaders and the people that were listening to the story, the notorious sinners, they would have just cringed because there's no way a younger son would ever show that kind of disrespect to a father. It was unheard of. In fact, a younger son in a story like that easily easily, according to the customs and law, could have been put to death. 
But this dad didn't see it that way. And so this dad agreed. And this dad said, okay. And I wonder what was going through the mind of that father who watched his son walk out through the gate and down the road until he was out of sight. And I wonder if this dad was thinking to himself, all that I have invested into my son, teaching him the family business, spending time with him, caring for him, raising him, providing for him. And now he treats me like this. And when he was in that faraway land, and when he ran out of all the money because of the wild, wild living that he chose, It says that this, this Jewish boy, this Hebrew boy, ends up in a pig pen, slopping pigs as a Hebrew boy. And because he was broke, he began to look at the very pods that he was feeding the pigs. said, I wonder if I could eat this. Do you know there's a little phrase in this story? If you've read in Luke chapter 15, there's, there's this phrase in the story that says, as he's looking down at these pigs and at these, these pods, this food that he's feeding them, and, and maybe as he looked into the reflection of the water, and he saw his face and he saw just the dirt that was on his face and he saw the filth and he realized, what have I done? And, and, and the phrase that just captures my attention in the story, it says that when he finally came to his senses, when he finally realized what he had done, when he finally realized that he had gone from here to here and that everything that he had ever earned as his inheritance was now gone. He had wasted it all. And there's this defining moment in his life where he has to make a decision. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What is my next move? Because if I stay here, it's not going to turn out well. In the next line of the story, and I love this line, he says, I wonder if maybe, just maybe, if I make a home run and if I head back for home, I wonder if just maybe if my father would look at me and say, you know what? I'll let you come back. And the son had this little speech rehearsed in his mind. Dad, would you please let me just come back as a slave? 
where at least I'll have food to eat. And so he starts to make his way back. He starts on that home run to return back to his father, to return back to the place where he had grown up, where he had spent his 18 summers as a boy. And I want to leave you with a question tonight, and we're going to build on this tomorrow morning and tomorrow night and Sunday morning. But what kind of home did the father create that was worth returning to? What kind of home for this, 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 this proud, arrogant young man, this young son who had gotten all of his inheritance, everything that his father said would be his? What was that home like? Where this son, who realized that he had messed up royally, that his home was a home that he could run home to. If you know the story, you know where we're going to head. But tonight, I just want to ask you one simple question. Is your home a home worth running home to? Is your home that kind of home? Tomorrow morning, we're going to start to unpack what I believe those kind of homes look like. Let's pray. Father God, tonight, we just want to say thank you. That, Father, as you look down at us, and as we begin to chew on the story that your son, Jesus, told that, Father, maybe we can take a look inside and begin to ask ourselves these very questions. What is our home like? Father, we know that our homes aren't perfect. We get that. But, Father, at the end of the day, is our home a home worth running home to? Have we created that kind of environment? So, Father, I want to thank you for every one of these guys. And, Father, wherever we are at in this journey of life that we are in, would you just speak to us in the short amount of time that we have together? And would you bury inside of us some truths that we can build our families on? And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. That everybody said, amen. amen.